Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hurst takes a quarterback keeper to the five and into the end zone for the ball game. A 12-yard touchdown run by Jalen Hurts in overtime. And that is that. Chris Brown on the call there. Painful ending to the Bills. I, I would say it was a classic game against the Eagles. A ton of fun, a lot of points. Uh, you know, heroic second half comebacks, great quarterback play. I had a blast watching it. It's just, it's one of those things, like, as a Bills fan, I would love to eventually get to a point where we win one of those it's great another games. One It'd of those, be really cool. It's another one of those games where if you're an NFL fan, it's like, blast. wow, I love this. Had a blast. Like, yeah. But I if mean, you had any rooting interest in this and you were in Western New York and or just any one of the Bills fans across the nation, you hated it across all the over world. again. Yeah. We're a worldwide fan base now. But just, <laughs> I, you know, I guess it's the thing is, like, you know, look, there's a, there's, it's more than likely Sean McDermott is still the Bills head coach next year right. that we're going into this offseason with him as the head coach so i guess now the, the real question is how do they get over this hump how do they figure out winning these one score games mcdermott through three years is 17 and 17 in those one score games we're having that conversation again of can they do it and right now the the answer is not really no or kind of coin flip kind of depends on the day and with a quarterback like josh allen that really shouldn't be happening it really shouldn't, especially when multiple times he has gone to the bench with the league, or excuse me, with the lead, and yet they end up losing these games, whether it be Hell Murray, whether it be 13 seconds. The Houston, we had, we had a caller in the last hour bring up that he's kind of been out of McDermott since the Houston Texans playoff game. Really That's don't know how. That's aggressive. That's really <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. For a team that, you know, I don't want to say limped in the playoffs, but like they clearly were not like the finished version of the Bills. That's a bit aggressive to be out on him then, but that was a second-half collapse. They were up 16 nothing, and they ultimately lose in overtime. You know, yeah, you have 13 seconds then. You also have other of these games that have just, they've collapsed against bad teams. The Urban Meyer Jaguars, I've brought up a lot this year with, with Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. You lost to Zach Wilson last year, too. Right. They've lost to Zach Wilson four times? I don't think it's been that much, has no. it? Oh, no, that's, that's aggressive. It's at least two, obviously. It's but, it's two, but but, like, it, but that's too many. Right, two too many. But like I I mean I kind of I started to have my doubts at thirteen seconds. That, I think a lot of people have. That was that was my real first like whoa like because you always, but you always hear and, you always hear the statement that that's how you get that's how you get fired or, or doing mm-hmm. that gets you right. fired doing that multiple times you, gets you fired yeah you watch 13 seconds and when the anger or the shot kind of wore off you're like that is something that gets somebody fired right <laughs> like that, that right. is something that happens well and, and they and ultimately they did move on from the special teams coordinator that mm-hmm. did happen yep 
But I. Mm. But still, and and do the Bills owe the fans exp- an explanation? No. As no. long as the people in the building know what happened, that's fine by me. Right. I can continue to be frustrated and question, but ultimately, as long as the people inside know what's going on, I'm fine. If if the people inside know what's going on, do what they have to do, and you and we as fans see improvement, fine. nothing matters. Then I'm all right. Then it, and it's like okay, whatever you did, cool, good job. Yeah. Thanks for fixing it. That and move on. But, but I I do wonder when you look at McDermott, is there really development going on? Is he getting mm-hmm. better as a coach? Because it seems like the same mistakes are being made over and over and over again. Yes. You know, they, he calls just the weird defensive timeout. It, he still has an idea that icing the kicker works, which hasn't been a thing for, it feels like, 15 years. I don't think it's ever worked when he's called a timeout. I cannot think of a, of a field goal that the kicker missed. I can think of a few that the kicker missed, and he called a timeout as they were missing it. That was a thing yeah. that happened like four or five times. But I also, I just, I, like, I will never give you credit for icing the kicker. I just, yeah. I, announcers will, I never will. No, it's it's cool. He was probably going to mess up anyway. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, or just, it became one of those reasons it hit 25 in a row. Cool, he's kind of due for a miss. No yeah. one's perfect. But my, my, I will my, never give you credit for icing a kicker unless the kicker goes in front of the media and goes, he called the timeout and I absolutely panicked. Right. Right. If you Unless can, you admit it, I'll never give you credit for it. <laughs> if a, if you can make a kicker openly admit that you were the reason they missed, then yeah, sure. Number one, he's out of credit. a job the next day. Yeah, he he's, he's and you're never going to get a chance to do it again. He's probably cutting himself in that press conference. Like, yeah, guys, by the way, I'm leaving the team. Yeah, I'm no longer um, on the team. See you later. By the way, I, I missed the kick because of the coach called the timeout. This career was cool. It's clearly not for me. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I, I just, cannot handle the pressure. I'm not. I'm not going to give a coach credit for that, especially when like there's. Like when you're actively talking, like it's a strategy thing. It's not. They're professionals. They've done this hundreds of times in college and stuff like that. And and specifically with Jake Elliott, he is one of those clutch kickers in the sport. Mm-hmm. This is like if you went and saw Justin Tucker lining up for a 50 yard field, and going like, "I'm going to ice the kicker. He's he's going to yeah. panic." Right. I think Bet she's not. I think I've even seen like on some. I don't know. It was like NFL films where it's like top ten NFL myths. And they talked about icing the kicker, and there were literally like kickers saying, "You can ice me all you want, I'm still gonna hit it." Yeah, like that's the thing is, like these guys are professional athletes. Some do get in their head, absolutely. I'm not gonna deny that. But, but most, most to get to the level that they're at, yeah, are crazy people. And usually, hey, hey, kickers are a lot like goalies. Crazy people. Don't you come I said at exactly us. what I said. Don't you come at us. But hey, listen, if they're already if they're quote unquote in their own head. They were doing that before you, yeah. quote unquote, iced them. And it's just like it's 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 a ridiculous it's, strategy that wastes a timeout that you could have on offense when you're trying to then drive down to give your own kicker a chance at mm-hmm. a game winning field goal. Just insane to me. Let's go to the phones. We've got Chad in South Carolina. Chad, how are we doing this morning? This afternoon. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, I need to, I'm going to run a coaching pitch by you, and I want you to think about it before you just say gross. Well, now I'm concerned. So, so opportunity doesn't knock very often. This is going to be an opportunity that I would hate for the Bills to pass up. Now, let's, I'm going to run this by you. Multiple Super Bowl winning coach. The OC that was with him for those runs is also available. He's known as a defensive coach. Don't but you do it, Chad. Don't do I this. knew it, Chad. Don't do this. He's known as a defensive coach, guys, but who was on the field to win ball games every single time they had an opportunity? You knew what, exactly what was going to happen. We can say it's luck. It's not luck. It's coaching. It's game management. The guy's a genius at it. 
our strengths as an organization complement his weaknesses. He's not going to be a front office guy. Give him a three-year contract. He, he surpasses Shula in a year and a half, coming off a terrible season. He's going to have a fire like he's never had before. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. Chad, if no one else could connect the dots there, he's referring to Bill Belichick. Here's my thing. And, and Chad, to a certain extent, is absolutely correct on him. Yeah. He always put Tom Brady in a good spot to go win games, and Brady did it often. I mean, there was a running joke for, I think, Tom Brady's first three or maybe even four Super Bowls that Vinny Terry won him that he put mm-hmm. him in a position to make the field goal and Benetieri did it. My thing is, is at the Belichick right now, I think, is a dinosaur and has no idea how the modern game works. Now, Chad even said it himself. Like, you're not giving him a management role. No. He's just coaching. No. Right. I even think there he's a dinosaur. Yeah. This is also the guy that had Matt Patricia call plays. Right. You're looking You're looking at the guy that's currently coaching a team to 2-9, and nine, and when they have an opportunity to do something – they usually do what everyone would say is the worst possible option. Like, yeah, I, I, and, and, and that's in terms of defense. That's in terms of offense. That's it's all across the board. And and sure, it it's partially because of the patriot bias. It's partially because hey, it's, it's the fear of what they were. It's right. the fear of but, what they were. But, but Belichick is not that guy anymore. But he is not the emperor. Yeah. If you if you say like if you take everything Belichick has done and you put him on the San Francisco 49ers, and and it's just the same exact thing. I'm still saying no because it's not because of the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's a small part of it. It's because of the fact that he's outdated, and yeah. he's being outclassed weekly, and you can see it. With yeah, he he is against, not adapted to the game against bad teams too. He, but you know what though, and and this is where I, I I know it's it's kind of fun to like poke fun at at, at Belichick's record. Not with Tom Brady, and it's not great. He's about a 500 coach without Tom Brady, or actually, I think now he's below 500 without Tom Brady. More, my thing is, is I think he is just a very typical older coach that the game, like it does for every athlete, passes you by. It's a young man's game. Coaching is a little bit older, but it still goes to the young guys who are more innovative, who have the energy, who are willing to sacrifice most of their personal life to win. Belichick is in his 70s. We're talking about him and Pete Carroll being the two oldest coaches in football. I don't know how much Pete has left in the tank. And I do wonder, I mean, Chad even brought up a point, he'll have a fire in his belly. I don't know how much he will. I do wonder if he will. And that's let's let's even ignore the fact that I don't think he'd even come to the Bills. I, I really think he, if he left, he would truly leave the AFC. I just don't think there's much left in the tank there. I think the game has passed him by. I think he's a typical older coach. It happened to Shula, too. He's the person that Belichick's trying to pass. It happened to him. He had Dan Marino and looked lost a lot of the time when he had him. It's 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 not a slap in the face to him. As much as you know, sports TV shows want to like demand a player's legacy goes all the way to the retirement. For example, LeBron James in basketball. He's in his late 30s. There is nothing he can do outside of a crime that will affect his legacy on the court. It won't. He's 37, 38. He's done. Like he's he's if he adds a championship, great. That adds on. But for the most part, it's done. It's the same with Jordan when he went to the Washington uh Wizards at that point. No one cared. Good for you, dude. We only care about the Bulls. It, it, it is what it is. Belichick, I think it's hurting his legacy more when you're seeing that, you know, clearly Brady did a lot. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I think most people would acknowledge that the quarterback is the most important part than the head coach. Right. And, and that it is important that if you don't have a quarterback, you're probably one and done. McDermott wouldn't be here right now if he never got Josh Allen. 
he likely would have been fired. Imagine if they trapped. Imagine if they drafted Josh Rosen like everyone wanted them to do. McDermott's like, probably fired. McDermott's probably gone. They might by be on 2020. their th- Yeah, they might be on their third coach already, or their second coach post McDermott. Right. So, uh, quarterback's incredibly important, and I think the game has passed Belichick by. I think it's a fun idea to bring up because there is a strong. I mean, it was a strong chance in Germany that he might be fired or might be, you know, quietly let go from the Patriots. I don't think that's where we're at. I, I think realistically, he, there's a good chance that he's just done, or a team like. Carolina goes and gets him because David Tepper is a terrible owner that just kind of wants to throw anything at a wall and see what happens. And he thinks Bill Belichick's going to revive the Carolina Panthers. I don't see it, but it's funny you brought up Pete Carroll though because he's kind of the opposite. He loses Russell Wilson and he still is like somewhat competitive. He's still competitive. They're putting out. They're putting out. They're putting out an interesting team that can like win games. Sure, they're six and six right now, but last year they looked great, partially on on the back of a Geno Smith revival season. But I don't know. I, I just think, like, when you look at the two of them, they're, they're kind of it's, – it's a very stark contrast between the two. But I ultimately – I think both of them are kind of just, like, drifting away. Oh, I, yeah. I think it's what no, it no, is. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying Pete Carroll's going to, like, you know, coach for 10 more years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. But at the same time, I think out of the two, he's looking like the better coach yeah. right now. And I think in reality, too, and this is just in any sport, you almost never get the swans. The, the, the beautiful, you know, ride off into the sunset, you know, and even – Peyton Manning, who won a Super Bowl in his last year, everyone acknowledges he was awful that year and his defense just dragged him to a Super Bowl win. Like, it's on his resume, cool, but Brock Osweiler was playing important games for that Broncos team. It, it, it's the nature of sports. It, it happens. I just don't, I don't, I don't want Bills fans who do want to see McDermott go get into the idea that Belichick is all of a sudden going to be the savior to him. The game has passed him by. You've seen the Bills dominate him at times. This year, it's just been a nightmare. Like, that's true. It's truly what it has been. But you've seen many teams, not even just the Bills, embarrass them on national television. To the point, they got the Kansas City Chiefs kicked off of Monday Night Football because of how <laughs> bad they are. That game right. was flexed yesterday. Yeah. They're a national joke. Why would I want that guy to come in to apparently all of a sudden save us? That's not an idea. That's hoping and praying that he's the Belichick from 2001, not the guy from 2023. Remember, 2001 was 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. So a lot has changed. A lot and has I just, changed. I, I, don't, I don't think he has developed with the game as the game has gone on. I think his last great moment was that Super Bowl against the Rams, where it truly was a great defensive performance by um, in front of Jared Goff, but... I just I, I don't see that being a good idea at all. Let's go to Dennis in Lockport. Dennis, welcome to the show. How are we doing today? Good guys. Hey, I just I'm gonna give you my point. I'm straight on the subject you guys were talking about. And not to defend Belichick, but there is one person we keep missing who I would say definitely we should take a look at. And the guy is Josh McDaniels. He may not be a good head coach, but his record as an O C is six Super Bowls. He saved the Patriots when he left came back because they had bad – when he wasn't there, Belichick didn't have that great of a team. They had good teams, um, except for now. But when he's there, they went to Super Bowls. They had the highest scoring offenses. Brady got to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Excuse my language. Um, and I hate to say it, they they were our, you know, our, our, our uh, boogeyman in our thing. I wouldn't mind having him as an O.C., and McDermott maybe finding a, a, a good defensive coordinator, or he didn't do bad himself this year playing both roles. The D was there, you know, that fell apart because of injuries. I'll, I'll hang up now and let you guys uh, fill in, okay? 
Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call, Dennis. I just, man, I, I no, no former Patriots guys, please, please, and I can't. Especially and, Josh and, uh, McDaniels. But too. I, I will give Dennis this: he didn't want him as head coach. He wants him as OC. Okay. That right. only makes sure. it five percent better. But be, look at look at what look at the Raiders. Look what happened with the Raiders with Josh McDaniels. He leaves, and they look like. They were smoking cigars yeah. in the locker room like they'd won the Super Bowl by getting a coach fired. Right. That's concerning. Yeah. Along with that, I think Josh McDaniels is a bad person, and I don't want him around the team. No. He almost went to the Colts job. They were going to announce him, and he just bolted to go back to the Patriots. Yeah. And that led to them having to kind of figure out where they were going and all that. I think that's how Frank Wright got the job. Yeah. Is that it was like, oh, crap, we need somebody. In, oh, my God. what? And so they go to Frank Reich, and that ultimately did work for them. I mean, he had five different quarterbacks for five different years. And he made the playoffs once. Uh, yeah, only once. But I want him nowhere near this team. No. I want him nowhere near this team. He seems... I think a lot of the Patriots' success was Tom Brady and how just cerebral he was as a quarterback. It allowed for a lot of the warts with the Patriots, which was, for years, the Patriot way, which was, we're just going to cut you if you give us any problems. If you're not exactly the Patriot we want, you're just gone. We're not going to like draft very well, really, ever. Outside of Rob Gronkowski, they didn't draft really anyone on offense from 2010 they to 2022. Free agents. They got a few free agents here and there, but it was, it was Brady. Brady made yeah. him competitive, right? Well, and, and and again, it's it's like you said, it's you put and also and also the, they were the the Bills boogeyman. Alex Smith was spot on, even if he was a, a little rude to Rex Ryan. It was the most uncompetitive co- division in football history, the AFC East for Tom Brady's era. Yeah. It was the most uncompetitive division in football. The best quarterbacks you could look at to pair with Brady was far for 15 minutes with the Jets before he got hurt. Chad Pennington with the Dolphins. Mark, Shan- Mark Sanchez for a cup of coffee in the playoffs because when he played in Foxborough in the regular season, he threw four picks. And Ryan Fitzpatrick slash Tyrod Taylor. What are, that's, that's uncompetitive. They weren't our book. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Man, they had the easiest walk to the one or two seed in history. And that's a big thing, too, with all this. There's a lot of luck involved. 
I know people don't want to admit it, but there's so much luck involved into winning a Super Bowl to getting there. The moment the Bills got good, they cut the bye week for the two seed, and it just became the one seed. So now all of a sudden, the Bills have a few times in this run with Allen have had the two seed. They would have had a bye, which I think is incredibly important to get guys healthy, to kind of get that rest, to get ready for everything. And again, you only have to win three games to win the Super Bowl. Now everyone but the one seed has to win four. And now you also have to look at the other teams that are getting good. Not only a, a couple of years ago, sure, it was just basically just Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Brady Baltimore. played Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger for twenty years. Yeah, don't give me Philip Rivers. I, I think he's fine, but he's he was never on on the stratosphere of guys like Manning or Brady. Right, that was who it was in his conference. You look at the AFC now; it's Burrow, it's Lamar. C.J. Stroud in his rookie year has emerged. It's Mahomes. Well, yeah, it's Allen. Yeah, that's where I was going next because a couple years ago, sure, it was just the Bills, Bengals, Broncos, and Ravens, and that was pretty much it. But now, or Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, and Ravens, sorry. Mm-hmm. But now you have the Jaguars, the Colts, the Texans. I mean, I guess the Steelers, if you want to go there. Who just the, refused to die. The Chargers, if they got a good coach. Justin Herbert is well, an elite I was, quarterback. I'm just, if I'm just he talking, I'm just talking quarterback talent is, is so radically oh, right. different now. Yeah. I mean, just, Brady had to beat Manning. You beat Manning, you're going to the Super Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go to a, or he didn't win a Super Bowl for like ten years. By the way, like there was a middle point where they just didn't win one. Yeah, there was one, and then there was like nothing. So I mean, they went through a while where they didn't win one, and, and you know Manning got his, Roethlisberger got his, Rodgers got one as well. You also had the run there where, where Russell Wilson won one on the NFC side of things. But, like, just don't go back to the Patriots. That team, while very well built, and it is the greatest dynasty in in professional sports, a lot of it was luck-based. They had a really bad division. You look at the Bills. The Bills got to be good for two years before Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungvaluwa wind up in Miami, and they're scoring bungles of points and can really give a threat, especially when the Bills are not having a good year. Or you have the Chiefs already were there. I mean, even that with the Chiefs, are getting kind of lucky in the fact that no one in the AFC West can seem to figure it out. Right. And they've if, made moves. They the, have at least made moves. The AFC West is a, is kind of becoming what the AFC East was. Is that, at least that, they're making moves, though. Well, right. But, but before, before it was just the Jets would do something weird, like get yeah. like Brett Favre, and, and they'd be like, second seed. they'd be like, Super Bowl, baby, we're going. And then they <laughs> wouldn't. And, and then they wouldn't. But like the AFC West is at least trying. They're just failing. You know, Russell Wilson, we all remember that offseason. We all were sitting here going, like, I want every AFC West matchup on primetime. You got yeah. Herbert. You got Mahomes. You had Russell Wilson. Derek Carr was still fun. Like, you still were like, hey, you could pull something out of here. It was a disaster. You had Brandon Staley with the Chargers. And before that, you had Anthony Lynn. So, like, there was two bad coaches right in a row. With the Raiders, you had Gruden. Oh, my gosh. And and you had, um, oh, who was their GM? Mike Mayock, who... Great, you're never going to work on TV for the draft ever again because your drafting was historically bad for the Raiders. Good job. Two thumbs up for there. And then you have the Broncos, who did their best. I mean, they they had a good team, good defense. All we need is a quarterback because we're sitting here with Brett Rippon and Drew Locke. Russell Wilson's available. Fantastic. And he's bad. You know, that that's luck for the Chiefs of... It, to nothing of your own. You kept doing your stuff. It was your, it was your division rivals that were bungling it. The Bills had the opposite. Let's say Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt in week one. The Jets have built a really good defense, a really good defense that only recently has Allen even slightly been able to figure out. The Patriots are atrocious. Great. 
but they might be so bad that they're going to you know, fall into Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson as a head coach and Caleb Williams as their quarterback. So we'll see how long they might be bad, but they have an owner who's pissed off at losing and is ready to burn the world down just to get back to the playoffs. They're going to be maybe concerning here pretty soon as long as they keep losing, which is something I don't want them to do. I want them to win to get out of that quarterback race. And then you have Miami, who, well, yes, I mean, me and you have said they're a paper tiger and the Bills beat them this year. Great, they're 8-3 and three and you're 6-6. Six and six. I mean, job well done on the win, but they beat bad teams. You seem to struggle with them. The Patriots never had to deal with that. They never dealt with that. I mean, they had one year where the Bills were a threat, and the Bills did beat them, and then they lost 9-10 straight to finish out like 6-10. and 10. They've had years, of course, where the Jets were, you know, the Rex Ryan Jets, like, we're going to the Super Bowl, and they gave us all the quotes and, and hard knocks and all that stuff, and Miami gave them struggles in Miami. But it was never a real fight for the division, ever. It was never a fight. Never. And you know what else was lucky for them? The Colts left the division in, I think, 2000 to go to the AFC South. So in he would have had Peyton Manning. 2002. So he would have had Manning in his division, and then he didn't because they added a few more teams, and he, and he goes to the AFC South. Somehow. Somehow Miami is not in the AFC South, and somehow the Colts are. That's luck. That That's out of your control, and you take advantage of it. And the Bills have not had a ton of luck. They've had bad ball luck, but a lot of it also is you make your own. And I think the Bills have put themselves in a number of ways throughout the years to not get the one seed in bad positions to not have their own luck. There are ways to build your own luck, and they seemingly don't do it ever. Oh, man. You feel better? That was I, I, Not really. I felt like you needed that a little not, bit. No, not really at all. I feel worse. Oh, no. I feel way worse now. I just Because I, I look at it, I'm just like, the Dolphins are going to be here for a while. Mike McDaniel scares the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I brought up the Patriots. I think they are going to be good soon. Or, or they can be. They'll, they'll, well, they'll have it, the potential. It, it goes back to the build your own luck. You have, to, you have to do the right things over the next few years, and one of those things is fire Bill Belichick and do not let him draft this year. If, if you're the Patriots. Or you have to, like, a total rebuild. Like, you cannot let him draft We're getting to a point where, season. what was it, it was either last night or or last week, they were putting up a, a picture for the Patriots' upcoming primetime No, it was, it was last night. It was last night. They didn't even put up a player. They put up Belichick. That's how bad their talent is. Yeah. They can't even fool you into thinking somebody's talented. It was Belichick and T.J. Watt. Just insanity. Somebody, somebody actually made an edit of it and put up the uh, the lighthouse that isn't actually a lighthouse. That's at the stadium, mm-hmm. the the Foxborough mm-hmm. Lighthouse. Yeah, that'll work too. Yeah, but just I, I get I get very worried because the AFC is tougher than it was at that point, and you're you're also dealing with Patrick Mahomes, who might be the best physical talent at quarterback ever. Right, and the dude still has yet to play a road well, and, game. And also, you got to think about it this way too: you don't know what's going on with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. like the Browns are going to be the Browns. Steelers or whatever. As they long are. as Mike Tomlin's there, they're always going to be close to 500 or a winning record, regardless of talent. The Texans and the Colts, while they have that rookie, t- I mean, the Colts, you don't really know as much because Anthony Richardson got hurt. But with mm-hmm. the Texans specifically, oh, you know. they're going to have a lot of good players coming due for contracts all around the same time. Like they're all yeah. in like the yeah. same yeah. draft, same area of age and things like that. So the Texans, while they're they look great right now. They might only have like a two to three year window where all of these players are together on the same team. Yeah, that's and, fair. And, and and there's other teams too to look at. But like, my point being is, yeah, there's other teams that are getting good, but it also depends on what they do to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like you said, make their own luck to to keep improving to stay where they are. 
you kind of got in in the in the the long term picture. Stay in your own lane and just stick to what you can do. Yep. And it, if you, it's if why you do that, it's why this year has been so frustrating is because you did have some luck go your way. Burrow gets hurt. Right. Defense is up this year, and you have a defensive head coach, and yet. I mean, I mean, even Joe brought up on his show this morning before we went on for extra point of just like, great defensive d- defenses are up, but defensive coaches aren't winning, right? And it's 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 a very frustrating season and, and frustrating seasons we've been in with the Bills. Got to take quick time out here if you want to join me and Josh. Eight hundred three zero five fifty is the number to call. We'll take your calls when we come back after a quick time out. Zach Jones, Josh Mint filling in for One Bills Live today here on WGR. Our job is not to outgame the opposing team. Our job is to outscore them. And whatever that means on a week-to-week team, whether we have to score 15 points, whether we have to score 50 points, whatever that is, it's going to be different. There's a way to win it. It's not about the success that we might have had. It's that we didn't win the football game. So whenever you lose that, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what could I have done better? And that's what I think the rest of our offense is doing. Buffalo Bills offense coordinator Joe Brady there talking about the offense's job, and he's right. Their, their job is to score points and win games. I get his point personally. Personally, Joe, score fifty. Yeah, don't don't ever Just, don't ever win a game by scoring fifteen don't, points. It's yeah, going to frustrate. Please me don't say that. Whoa, we're going to win by fifteen. Yeah, we, okay, we're going to win by fifteen. Don't say you're going to win by scoring fifteen. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the next day we're going to be upset. <laughs> we're going to be frustrated unless. No. I'm yeah. almost definitely going to be upset. What I'm, if it, oh. well, yeah. Okay. No, almost definitely going to no, be. You're right. Let's go back to the phones. we got Mark in Jersey City on the line. Mark, welcome to the show. How are we doing today? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm sorry. The, the, the Patriots stuff's got to stop. I, uh, thank I'm, you. I'm with you, man. I'm thank with you, Mark. It's, it's so tired. It's so stale. It's, it's go back. Those first, the first version, those were all Bill Parcells guys. Those were Pete Carroll guys. People forget about Pete Carroll. Two Super Bowl winning coaches, eventually one prior, that built that team. McGinnis, Ty Law, all the Brewski, that core was there. They had just given Bledsoe a hundred, the first hundred million dollar player in NFL history. But they, we have to hear this absolute. It's a, it is the most sad. Oh, we knew what Brady was all along. So you knew, but you still gave this guy $100 million? Stop it. Stop it. And then Josh McDaniel. How many times has this guy got to get fired before people get it through over their head? He sucks. <laughs> what, you want to hire him so he can bring all his John Carroll guys with him? And they Absolutely. Just, yeah. They're, they're a bunch of <laughs> arrogant frat boys who never grew up. God, please, Bills fans, it's over. You can let it go now. Mark, thanks for the call. I, 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 love, agree, I agree with a lot of that. I love I, look, Mark's I, attitude there. That was great. I, but but it, it's it's tiring because they're, they're not the boogeyman anymore. No. They are a poorly run organization that has not drafted and, well. They look atrocious. That's the thing, too. In the Bills drought, the Bills were never this bad. Right. They and, were and, never this bad. And like you said, they were never really the boogeyman. It was just they were in a really bad conference. And, and they you beat, were run poorly. And they beat everybody like that. But I'm sure, but I, but sure I the Dolphins and the Jets would get wins on them every once in a while and the Bills wouldn't. But, like, they would still beat those teams like that every once in a while. And and, and it's also, you know, with with the way it was between the Bills and the Patriots, I don't think it's anything like Bills-Dolphins. Bills-Dolphins was always a close game. It was always a fun game. It was always a rivalry. Bills-Patriots, it was always just... 
beatdown after beatdown after beatdown. And yeah, that makes you mad at a team after a while, but that doesn't make them the boogeyman. It's not like they knocked you out of the playoffs on, on a Cinderella run or something like that. Well, and, and again, my, like my point is, and, and I and I brought it up in the last segment, let's not act like the AFC East, and specifically the Bills, were well run. Right. Yeah. There is a run. If you go into the Bills draft history before McDermott and Bean get here, they didn't sign a second-round pick to a second contract for like eight years. It was the first-round picks, and pretty much that's and it. And even then, they weren't that good. No, no. <laughs> I mean, like... E.J. Manuel. Sammy Watkins was also Sammy Watkins, kind of a Sammy, disaster. Sammy Watkins is better than E.J. is a better example than yes, E.J. Manuel. Well, it, it was a disaster because you trade up for him and then... Didn't really have a quarterback, and he wasn't He's still he in the wasn't league. Walk, but he he wasn't Sammy Watkins of Clemson. But like it's just it's insane to me. And also he uh, um, Mark there did also bring up Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll actually he coached in New England for three years. He made the playoffs twice, and he won a playoff game in, in his first year there. So like that's interesting. That it was the late seven or it was the late nineties. But I almost completely forgot that Pete Carroll actually did coach there. I did not know that before going to USC. I I almost completely forgot about that. Yeah, he, he leaves New England in 99. He's the head coach of USC at, in 2001, and then he is just amazing the rest of the way. <laughs> that Those USC teams were amazing, but I digress. That's that's the thing is I, I just it, – it's a lot of just like – they're a sure thing, I guess, in a lot of people's minds because they've done it already. But I, I just don't agree with that. There's wait, wait, what do you mean a sure thing? The Patriots. For, for, a well, lot of, for a lot of Bills fans, they see the Patriots and they're like, Super Bowls. Plural, like they've done it before. Well, yeah, and but for me, they... it's like it's, but it's not. There's context to that. Mm-hmm. I, I think as Mark brought up, that core was already established, and 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 I, I think he brings up a good point too that I always frustrate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's me of just the coach and player speak of, oh, we, we always knew he had it, and I'm like, we always knew he was that guy. The Chiefs did this recent. I mean, recently, you know, and, you know, I, I guess it was six years ago, but... Alex Smith is starting all their games, and like Travis Kelsey and some of like their or their the old guard that were there with Alex Smith, they're like, "Oh, we knew Mahomes was sick. Okay, then why wasn't he playing in his first year playing through fifty touchdown passes? That's malpractice for a team. So you didn't. Don't lie. You didn't, and that's fine. Like you can be honest. And it's the same with that. Like they paid Drew Bledsoe and a lot of money. He before Brady showed up was the best Patriot quarterback ever. And then he got hurt, and Brady was an incredible game manager. He knew how to get the game done, and he played in an era where he didn't have to throw for 4,000 yards and 35 touchdown passes. He didn't. But it's just, like, they're not sure things, and especially not anymore. Josh McDaniels has routinely been an unlikable guy in the NFL, and whenever he is given any semblance of power, it is a disaster. Let's remember he is the guy that drafted Tim Tebow in the first round basically to spite people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's insane and then the bell check point too don't give me this this time management or anything like that stop it was the quarterback he had and i'll give him this he trusted brady to go win games he did do you know his record as a head coach without brady or just his record overall so uh, I, I know Mc, i know mcdaniel mcdaniel, oh, McDaniel? it's not mcdaniels good. it's not, not good it's 20 33 and zero yeah it's not good at all his his pinnacle as a as a head coach 
was in his first year at Denver beating New England. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Everything else is a disaster, a joke, and people being really mad at him. In his second year in his second year in Denver, he was fired after week 13, and obviously this year he's fired after week 8. Yeah, no one likes him. He's not even making it to the end of seasons. No. He's not even making playoffs. He's not doing anything. And, and, I, and, I get, and I get the, the caller brought him up as more an offensive coordinator idea. I don't want him anywhere near this team. Number one, I like what I'm seeing from Joe Brady quite mm-hmm. a lot. And let's not forget what Joe Brady's history is. I mean, sure, he had that, what was it, one or two years in Carolina. It's two years in Carolina. He had that, and it wasn't really much of anything, but Carolina didn't have much. Well, his second year, he had three different quarterbacks. Right. That's And one of them was P.J. Walker. Yeah, that's tough for anybody. Yeah. And then you look at what he did at LSU. He put together the most star-studded lineup of players ever. And sure, he didn't bring those players there. But a lot of times when you see those star-studded teams, they don't always perform the way people expect them to. It's because there's too much star power in the room. When you have a coach that can bring all that together and mesh it, you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Justin uh, Jefferson, Jefferson. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. If you want him, Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's son. There's all those different names and all those different players. And Brady was Joe Brady was able to bring all those players together. I mean, he, just, he made it work. And let's yeah. and, and and just to go back to that year, Burrow was a solid quarter, college quarterback up to that point. Yeah, and then he had sixty touchdown passes. Right, it was very much out of nowhere. And you could sit there and you could say, "Well, look at all the players they had," but look at the person that has to orchestrate it all. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, us as Bills fans should probably know that more than anybody. Look at Brian Dable. Well, I, I was going to say, just look at Ken Dorsey. Right. Yeah, okay, he's, yeah. he's fired midseason with Josh Allen as quarterback, Stephon Diggs as number one wide receiver, guys like Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid in the building, guys like James Cook. A good, finally, a good offensive line. It feels like for the Bills. It doesn't matter who and, you yeah. have. Most. It doesn't matter who you have. Sometimes, sometimes you just need your coach to be able to put that all together onto a field. Because mm-hmm. you can have all these star-studded players running around, but you got to have somebody to corral them in and keep them focused on the main goal and keep them focused on, hey, this is what we're going to do next here, guys. This is what we're. This is. Funny enough, it's kind, of, it's kind of what a head coach's job has become. is just kind of like delegating roles and just kind of steering the ship, being a motivator, calling timeouts, and, and kind of overall game strategy. Like it's less so of the X's and O's, or it's become a little bit more, or less of the X's and O's and more about motivating. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I do have a really tough time with just like the idea of just going back to these, to these old guys who like might be good. I, I think it was last week the idea of like Jim Harbaugh was brought up. That one's like the only that quote unquote fr- old guy that that one frustrated me though because he is notorious for irritating people very quickly. Yeah. Like he can build a winner, but it's not sustainable. Look at how Michigan's that's his alma mater and he brought them back to relevancy and he has had problems with the 80 office and and the actual school pretty much since from the word go. Mm-hmm. And he has constantly constantly had them deal with NFL rumors and is he going to leave and all this stuff. I don't want that. And, and, and to be honest, again, as much as we've talked about it this week about potentially moving off of McDermott, it does sound like he is going to be the head coach next year. I would put money on it that he will be the head coach next year. For me, it just becomes, I think you have to just hope he is going to figure out this clock management, these, these end-of-games decisions to put his players in the best position that they can be in. Don't make these, and this is maybe also on Brandon Bean as well, don't make these decisions for continuity's sake. Don't bring in Ken Dorsey just because, you know, Josh really likes him. He's a rookie offense coordinator. Josh, we can't do that. Like, we've got to go for this guy. He's been in the league for a number of years. He can get us to the next level rather than just continuing where we're at. You know, or, or even just for the draft, I get cornerbacks in need. 
Value doesn't make sense here. Let's go get a wide receiver. Let's bolster the offense a little bit more. Let's get another guy in for our all-star quarterback. I think that's where these moves have to be made. And maybe, and maybe a season like this is what's needed. That they don't make the playoffs. That they don't get a run at it. And they have to look themselves in the mirror and go, we, we have to be better. The coaches have to be better. The players have to be better. Because that's another thing, too. How many mistakes do we see on the field from these guys? Untimely penalties on the on the offensive line, drop catches, even from Stephon Diggs, who has been as sure-handed as possible, has had a number of drops late in this year that you're just kind of sitting there going, "Yeah, what's going on, man?" I, you know, that's that's where I'm at. It's funny. It's funny you brought up the 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 cornerback thing, like drafting a cornerback, and then this year trading for Russell Douglas. Like I get it. At the time of drafting Kyer Elam, a guy like Douglas probably wasn't available. But the fact that you could sit there and say, all right, we're going to draft this, and then a year and a half later, you're going to basically get someone to replace him? That's... It, it, well, well, for me, it's just, I, look, I, and I've told you this a few times off air and on air, I, just the value of drafting a cornerback late in round one never made sense. Well, it, right, it, and it doesn't right. make sense. But even, even when they drafted Tredavious White, it doesn't make a ton of sense value-wise. Yeah, but it's, it's, my, my point is, is if you can go out and get something like that, and again, like I said, I know it's a couple of years ago, so it's it's a different trade market at the time, but I'm sure there was someone out there like Russell Douglas who had the same value, the same potential and all that stuff. And you get him to a one, two-year deal in free yeah, agency. Yeah, look at look at Darius Slay. He went to the Eagles that offseason mm-hmm. from the, from the no, Lions. They, they paid him big money, but like right. that's, that's kind of my whole point is you don't need to. This, yeah. this team is doing just fine with Dane Jackson, Rasul Douglas, and Christian Benford. Well, I'm, I'm saying back then you didn't have oh, Rasul Douglas but, but, but that's and my, Christian But my Benford. point is, like, these are all late-round guys or just yeah. trade acquisitions. They're nothing crazy. No one's really a first-round pick, and they're making it work. And they're doing a really good job of it. And it's just, like, that's my thing, too, is tr- you got to change the draft identity. I think they've done a good job of it through year or through this year because they mm-hmm. go and get Dalton Kincaid and they go get Osiris Torrance. They got mostly offense this year. Which they did. Which is unheard of so in this regime. I, so maybe they are changing it and going like no we've got it we've got to put resources into the offense we can't go discount shopping anymore maybe it's changing maybe it's not we're going to find out but it might be good maybe for this team to have to go through a losing season to to really feel i, I guess to a certain extent really feel failure we're going to take a quick time out here when we come back we'll get you ready for show the bulldog coming up at three o'clock zach jones josh Schmidt filling in for one bills live today and you're listening to wgr Welcome back, everyone. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here for One Bills Live today. Is the you guys had the Thursday and Friday off as the Bills get ready to, for their bye week here? We also filled on the Extra Point Show today. Josh, I got to say, I you know the more we've been talking, I, I'm not saying I'm more positive on the Bills. I'm I'm convincing you. I just I, for me at least, I'm I'm excited just to kind of see how the season ends. I, I think I yeah. said it. I think I said it during the Jets game, maybe or. Yeah, it had to have been against the Jets game when when Allen had that unbelievable throw to Khalil Shakir where you're like, all right, like, okay, there we go, where I'm like, at least it's going to be an exciting end of the season. And to be fair, I was not totally wrong on that, at least with the Eagles game. I would have liked them to win it, but... I'm probably going to sound a little annoying saying this, but it's kind of fun, you know, playing for your playoff lives rather than... By this time, oh, you're clinched and you're just kind of chilling. Yeah, because I mean, there, like, there, there's there's a scenario here where we're sitting at the bye week and they're what like ten and one, and you're just like, cool, this yeah. is exciting. Yeah, like, right. And, and no one and everyone's kind of just like it, it. Definitively, you know where they're going, and it and it is one of those where we. I mean, we've heard from fans during the summer where it's just like, 
yeah, I don't really care about the regular season. Like, just get me to January. Like, now there is this feeling of, yeah. like, every game it, is very important. And it makes it fun because then it makes you, like, you know, appreciate the the season itself. And Fun is subjective. It's, oh, it's stressful. Okay. It's stressful. You're right. You're, like I said, I'm probably going to sound a little annoying saying that, but... It'll be. It's going to be interesting. It's a, it's it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be an interesting run here to kind of end it. I mean, you get the you get the Chiefs and you get the Cowboys. I mean, you probably get the two hardest games for you right away, and it's going to tell you how this pitcher is going to turn out. And, and if, at least at least that'll be something. And if you can prove it against those two teams, I mean, like we said before, if you can prove it against those two teams and make it. You're I mean, probably I mean, going to be the biggest threat in the playoffs. Every, because every announcer this weekend that does like a look into the NFC and AFC playoff pitchers and they see the Bills in the hunt, every single one of them will be like, which team you know could make a run here? They will all 100% say the Bills. Right. And it's because of who their quarterback is, and it's because of they, these last two games, even though they're 1-1, one one, they're averaging 33 points per game and well over 400 yards. Right. And, you know, that is, that there is something to that. All right, that's going to do it for me and Josh. Thanks for listening. Thank you for Luke Fox of Sportsnet, who joined us earlier in the day. Thanks for all the calls. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, but do stay tuned. It's coming up at 3 o'clock. Show the Bulldog. We'll continue on this Football Friday here. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. This is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.